And people of God, on this most blessed of nights, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. How many of you have seen at some point in the last 12 months the posting that is all over Facebook? This year is special because the last day of the year, the date will be 1-2-3-1-2-3. Oh, come on. You've all seen, if you're on Facebook, you've seen it. It's been everywhere. And, you know, it's, I see some people elbowing like, yeah, I saw you posted it. Yeah. <laughs> it is, though. It's cool. Our dates with the whole, like, six-digit thing this year, at least here in the U.S., are one, two, three, one, two, three. If you're anywhere else in the world that does it different, it's like three, one, one, two, two, three. I don't know. It's not as cool. It's cool here. But it's one of those, those postings. And I don't really even care about the, the date of the 31st, but it's one of those postings, and you've seen this type of posting, right? Like, this Friday is a special blue moon that only happens once every 472 years. It's mathematically interesting. You've seen these? You've posted them? I notice no one is owning up to posting them. Okay, so that idea... That this like special thing. That's what I wanted you to think about. Because today, believe it or not, is a special day. And not just because it's Christmas Eve. I mean, Christmas Eve happens every year. And yes, that's special and it's wonderful. But it's Christmas Eve. It's the 24th. But today, Christmas Eve, December 24th, is also a Sunday, right? I mean, I've got my days of the week correct, yeah? Okay, so today is Sunday. Now, that in itself, not a humongous deal. It's, it happens a little bit more often than every 472 years, but it's still kind of uncommon for Christmas Eve to fall on a Sunday. Now, the last time it happened was like six years ago. It was 2017. Thanks to leap year, we had a weird gap in there. The time before that was 2006. It'll happen again in 2030-something. No, 2028, like five years from now. And then again in 2034-ish, something like that. I have them written down. I don't want to look because it's cooler if I don't. But Hey, buddy. I got a little, little friend up here. So, you know, it's, it's special. It, it happens. But there's like a 28-year gap, and it only happens five times. So, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. But... You might be wondering, well, this is a wonderful little factoid, Pastor, but why are you, why are you sharing this with us? And it's, there's a reason for it. We here at Underwood Lutheran, along with probably 99.999% of every other congregation in the world, jump the gun on saying Merry Christmas. Because technically, liturgically, big fancy word there, Christmas doesn't start for about another five and a half hours. Okay, not till midnight, not till the 25th. So today, Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, is technically still the season of Advent. Okay? And since today is Sunday, that means today is technically the fourth Sunday of Advent. And therefore, there is a different assigned gospel text than the one that we actually all gathered to hear tonight. Now, this other assigned gospel text, it actually happens in Luke chapter 1. And it happens roughly nine months before the story of the nativity, and it's a story known as the Annunciation. 
Now, if you've never heard that big fancy word before, the Annunciation is a time when the angel Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, appears to Mary and tells her, greetings, favored one. You who are favored by the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will have a baby. He will be the savior of the world. And it's a wonderful, great story. And there's a little bit of back and forth banter on the biology of things. And parents, if I just opened a can of worms for you, I'm sorry. But so this story happens. And that's important to know tonight when we hear in, you know, if we're in the department store and we hear the music for Christmas that starts, you know, roughly as soon as um, Halloween's over. Mary, did you know? Uh-huh. She did. Gabriel told her. Now, she might not have known all the details, but she knew that she was going to have a baby. She was going to name him Jesus. The name Jesus literally means the Lord delivers. That he is going to sit on the throne of David, that the Lord will establish his kingdom forever, and he will be the savior of the world. Mary knew. Now, tuck that away in the back of your minds, and let's actually think about the story that we all gathered to talk about tonight. The story of the nativity, the story of Jesus' birth. Now, I love this story so much. It's one of the two most important stories that we have all year long. Jesus has to be born, and then Jesus has to raise from the dead. And without those two events happening, this whole Christianity thing doesn't really work, right? Right? Good Lord, people, you're supposed to be on top of this. So we have the birth of Jesus. Now, what's interesting about this story, one would think the birth of the Savior of the entire world, the Savior of the Messiah, this is very, very big deal. This should be very, very, very big news, and it, it should happen amongst the highest level of prestige and royalty and all that. But the story that we hear doesn't really show us that. Rather, the only thing that we hear about any, like, notorious bigwigs, we hear about who's the governor, and we hear about who's the emperor, and that's really about it. And the only reason that we hear that is to place this at a specific point in history. But then we do have the Caesar. We have Augustus, and he decides, it's time for me to know how many people are out there in my empire, because I care about them so much, and if I count them, then they have to give me money, because taxes are cool. Yeah? No. 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 Got a groan on that one. Expected that. Okay. But... So everyone has to be registered. Now, I never really understood why they all have to go to their ancestral home. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You'd think that they could just come around and take the census where everybody lives. But no, everybody has to go to the home of their ancestors. And this includes the hero of our story, Joseph and Mary. Now, Joseph is of the house of David. David was born in the town of Bethlehem, which is this little bitty town just outside the city of Jerusalem. But Joseph and Mary live up in Nazareth in, in the region of Galilee. That's about 100 miles away. And I can only imagine how that whole conversation went because Mary is now like all of the way pregnant. And can you imagine that conversation? Uh, Mary, um, we got to go a really long ways. A lot of side eye for Mary. I can't do the side eye, but I'm sure it happened. So they travel, to, they travel down to Bethlehem. And I can only imagine that they're both freaking out the entire time because 
they know she's going to have the baby anytime now. So just let us get to Bethlehem. Let us get this out of the way. Let us get back home before it's time for the baby. But as we all know, that is not the case. Now, when they get to Bethlehem, it's a really popular spot. Everybody seems to be there. And because of this, there is really no available room. Everybody is packed into every available spot, kind of like you are packed into the pews right now. There's not a lot of space. And so when it's time for Jesus to be born, when it's time for the baby to be born, they lay him in the only available spot, the manger. Now, disclaimer. Despite what we hear in most of our English translations of there was no place for them in the inn, and despite what every cute little Sunday school Christmas pageant shows you with the innkeeper who's always really grumpy and his wife who tells him to be nice, there was no inn. It was the dwelling place. They're in a house, okay? But there's so many people there that when it's time to lay the baby down, there is no pack and play. There is no crib. So the only spot available to lay him is in the manger, in this little feed trough, because every single house would have had a little spot right inside the door where the animals were, and you got to feed the animals somewhere. So that's the manger. That's where they lay Jesus. Now, sorry, I think I just went like 10 minutes without taking a breath there. Okay, I'm caught up now. So... I don't know why that's funny to me. It's funny. If you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> so Jesus is born. And you'd think at this point, given everything that's happened, all of the stuff going on, all of the concern, all of the worry that I'm sure both Joseph and especially Mary have gone through, through this entire time, now the baby is born, so let's just get some sleep. Let's get some rest. But they are not the only ones in the story, are they? We have this amazing event happen. Well, it has to be announced somewhere, and it doesn't happen off in the, some far-off palace. It happens out in the midst of the field with a bunch of really shifty shepherds, the lowliest of the low, who are just out with their flock bedded down trying to stay awake because it's the middle of the night. I imagine it was really dark. It was probably really quiet. They didn't have Facebook to sit and scroll on their phones, so they're just kind of hanging out. When all of a sudden, this amazing angelic spotlight turns on, and this humongous angel shows up, and he says, greetings. And then he says the thing that always makes me laugh. Every time an angel shows up, it must be really, really, really scary, because angels always say the, the same thing. Do not be afraid. Fear not. I bring you good tidings of great joy that is for you and for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And as soon as that announcement is going on, the angel turns into this awesome DJ with a backup track behind him. Go! I had a lot of caffeine today. I'm sorry. <laughs> The angels are singing. It's this amazing moment. This amazing thing is going on. And I imagine the, the shepherds are just wide-eyed and dumbstruck because this is all going on. But as soon as it starts, it's over. And the angels disappear. It probably gets really dark. And they're like blinking and looking at each other like, what just happened? And then they say, well, should we go check it out? The angel told us to. I guess we better go. And so they leave their sheep. Poor sheep. They're just there by themselves. And they, they go into town. Now, I don't know how many houses there were in town, but we hear that the, the shepherds are searching high and low, trying to find the, the place where the baby is. And can you imagine them knocking on the doors like, hey, you got a kid in here? No? Okay. Hey, your neighbor didn't have a kid. You guys got a kid? No? Okay, sorry. Hey, I found him. 
You ever just make stories up and you kind of wonder where you're going with it? They find, they find the baby Jesus. They find Mary. They find Joseph. They worship. They have this amazing uh, declaration. They tell everything that has happened, what, is, what has gone on, what the angel told them, the message that they have received. And here's the part that I always just kind of laugh at. And then we hear, Mary treasures all these things in her heart. Now, every single year, if you've sat here before, you've probably heard me kind of comment on that. Like, really? She was really treasuring it in that moment. But maybe, just maybe, when she sat down to tell the story in the years to come, she did look back with those rose-colored glasses and with joy in her heart, and she did treasure those moments. Now, this all comes back all the way around to that story that I told at the beginning. Mary, did you know? Did she know? Yes, she knew. Even if she didn't know every detail for how this was all going to shake out, she knew what was going to happen. She knew she was going to have a baby. She knew that it would be the Messiah. She knew that the, this child would grow and would do amazing divine things that go beyond our ability to comprehend and understand. Mary, did you know? Yes, she did. Now, I love this sensibility, and it really has kind of resonated with me this year, this week, whatever, as, as I've thought about the story, as I thought about this service and, and this message, this idea of, did Mary know? Yes, she did. And do we know? Yes, we do. There's something about this story. There's something about this night and this time that we gather together that is so special and it's one that I think we inherently need. That's why we are all here. That's why we gather to sing the same songs, to hear the same story, to light the same candles, and have that time together. There's something that we, we just know that we need to have this, to almost hit reset, and this, this starting over of another year of life. Now, every year when we come together, our life is different than it was the year before. You've probably heard me talk about this before as well. Every year when we come to this time, to this place, to this story, our life is different than it was the previous time. Sometimes something has happened that is wonderful. And within your life or the life of your family or the life of your neighborhood or your community, things are just amazing. And you bring that into this moment. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a thing to celebrate, whatever that might be. But maybe the flip side is also true. Maybe this year, things are kind of rough. Maybe there's been a diagnosis. Or maybe there's been a loss of a job. Or maybe there's an empty chair at the table this year. And that pain comes with you as you hear this story, as you come into this time. Because that's life. Life is up and down. It's good and it's hard, and it's everything in between. And this is the life that our Lord, that our God, the one who is so much more than any of us can even begin to fathom, chose to enter into in the most humble means possible. As a little baby born to unwed parents in the middle of nowhere in a backwater part of the world. But this humble baby born this night is the Savior. And that message that the shepherds shared 
the message that the shepherds received is the same message that every single one of us receives too. No matter how you find yourself tonight, good, rough, or anywhere in the middle, to you is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is good news. So did Mary know? I'm like a teacher that keeps asking the same question, right? Good. You know too. So should we go tell it on the mountain? Okay, amen.